The Recipes for Life podcast is a conversation about my favorite ingredients for a healthy human experience. We take an informed look at topics that include nutritional and emotional well-being, as well as expanded consciousness. If you would like to become a qualified health coach, then the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, or IIN for short, can help you achieve your goals. I completed their health coaching course many years ago, which has been one of the catalysts for my own journey into what I now love to do, which is to help people achieve greater health through the sharing of information through my books, seminars, podcasts, TV shows and films. I recommend IIN for anyone wishing to pursue a career in the health coaching and wellness space. IIN is a one-year course, so that if you're a full-time worker, busy parent, or wherever you are in your life, it is flexible enough so you'll be able to complete all the required curriculum. Please see the link included in the podcast show notes or my website to access the free sample class and first module of their program. This will give you a great taste of the format as well as the structure, and you can also utilize my special discount that I can offer you if you decide to sign up. Make sure you tell the admissions team that you're part of the Pete Evans Tuition Savings to claim your very substantial discount. Please visit integrativenutrition.com or email admissions at integrativenutrition.com. Brad Yates feels blessed to be known internationally for his creative and often humorous use of emotional freedom techniques, or EFT. He was trained and certified at the respected Hypnosis Motivation Institute in California, where he served on staff. Combining this background with training in energy psychology and various schools of thought in the area of personal growth and achievement, he coaches groups and individuals in achieving greater success, health and happiness in their lives. To find out more about Brad Yates, visit tapwithbrad.com. That's T-A-P-W-I-T-H-B-R-A-D.com. Brad, thank you so much for being a guest on the Recipes for Life podcast. You are a unique individual that I've been wanting to get in touch with <laughs> and connect with for some time now. There is, uh, I, there's an attraction to you and your, your energy that is very addictive and very nourishing for the, for, for my human experience and for others as well. So I, I really want to use this podcast as a chance for people to understand the work that you do, but, but even a little bit more of, from my curious side is to understand the man that uh, Brad Yates is. So can you explain <laughs> to, <laughs> to the audience uh, what it is that you do? Because you, you do EFT yeah. and a form of tapping. But how, yeah. why, and and <laughs> why was this a calling for you? Let's get into it, Brad. Yeah. How does a grown man find himself tapping on his face for a living? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, Pete, I knew from when I was a young child that someday there would be this video format online and I'd be sitting there whacking away on my face. <laughs> just born born into it I, um no so i actually started out as an actor uh and had traveled around the world doing uh children's theater and then 
came back to Hollywood to be a movie star. And I met this woman, fell in love, got married. And when she was pregnant with our first child, I thought, you know, I should probably have a backup career just in case. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, so when our, uh, so when our first child was on the way, I decided, well, I'm going to, um, find a backup career. And I was drawn to the power of the mind. So rather than getting a steady kind of job, I trained to become a hypnotherapist. And my background as an actor was really helpful for that because I had this stage trained voice that really helped lull people into this uh, nice hypnotic state and started doing that. And then a couple of years later, when our second child was on the way, I thought, you know what, doing this personal development work is really my calling. I just, I loved working with people Mm -hmm. to uh, change their mindset and create greater success and happiness in their lives. As much as I loved acting, this definitely felt more fulfilling to me. And I made the tough decision to, uh, to, to leave that. And we moved to Northern California to um, be close to our families rather than staying in LA. And through some other hypnotherapists, I heard about this tapping thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and some people are are understandably a little resistant when they first see it, where you're tapping with your fingertips on your face. Um, you know, while I was an actor, I had gone to Ringling Brothers Clown College, so this was not the strangest thing I'd ever done. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was a little more open-minded than a lot of other people might be. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so I in this uh, in this one-day training with Gary Craig, who's the founder of EFT. I thought it was fascinating. The main thing that got me was he had us tapping on chocolate cravings. He gave everyone a Hershey's kiss and mm-hmm. said, on a scale of zero to 10, how much do you want this? And I was a, I was a bit of a uh, chocoholic at the time. And I was like a good eight or a nine right away. Yeah. And we tapped for a few moments. And I had as much interest in the chocolate as I did the foil wrapper. And I actually didn't touch chocolate for two years after that. No way. Yeah. So I, uh, it was like, wow, that, that's kind of profound. <laughs> so little by little after that, that weekend, I started, I, I continued doing hypnotherapy sessions. And at the end, I'd say, so I want to introduce this little thing at the end. And, and then little by little over time, the tapping became my main tool and would still do some hypnosis at the end. So, so I was doing that. And then a few years later, when, uh, when YouTube came around, I thought, hey, wouldn't it be really cool if I created a video that people could use to start their day? And I'll call it Tap of the Morning. Isn't that clever? <laughs> and that was all <laughs> I, I ever it. intended to do. That was just one one tapping video. That's all the world needs, really. Uh, <laughs> and then about six six months later, I thought, you know, there should actually be a video for the end of the day. I'll call it Tap of the Evening. And, th- and then I'm done. And then a couple months later, I had another idea and then another one. And, and here it is now, a decade later, and I've got 750 plus videos online. Wow. And, and how and many views? I, last I checked, it was over 21 million. Wow. I mean, it, what I love about the human spirit and our ability to conceptualize ideas and put them in and make them reality is is – you know, it can never be underestimated or, or doubted that we all have this potential to add something uh, to the world that could be seen as positive or negative. But we 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 all have that capacity to share our our strengths and mm-hmm. our talents and our concepts with the world. And 
you fundamentally knew that this is something that was your passion, didn't you? Once you probably discovered that Hershey bar <laughs> and, the, and, <laughs> yeah. and that, tr- and that you're like, how did this? Ha- no, I want to eat that Hershey bar. That's yeah. that's my identity. You know, this is how yeah. I've been raised. Yeah. That I see the chocolate bar and I want to eat it. And all of a sudden, you, right. I, I guess that one point in time for you was just such a a shock and such a profound moment that I'm, I'm sure. Uh, take me through that. What what that was actually like in in a in a greater in a in a greater sense of who it meant for you as Brad Yates. Well, yeah, it was. So here I was already, you know, for a couple of years now working in the field of personal development and working with mindsets and helping people shift their their um, perceptions and, and thoughts and beliefs. And here it was just in a matter of a few minutes where we're just tapping with our fingertips on our face and saying, ooh, I really want that chocolate and recognizing uh, so, so the tapping, you know, based on acupuncture, it, it's a way of relieving stress. Uh, you know, that if if you looked at it as as only that, you mm-hmm. could understand why it's so beneficial. Because we have a stress response when we confront something new or different, and uh, you know, and I throughout my life had I, I could look at that now and see, oh, in terms of my acting, there were things I was afraid of, and I didn't take certain steps that I might have taken. Because the warning went off in my head saying, don't do that. It's like my, my wife's new car that has these, um, this sensor. And so when the car, when you move over the lane and you haven't used a turn signal, a chime goes off warning you, you've just crossed a line. Well, we've got the same thing in our heads. <laughs> you know, it's this, <laughs> this idea you've crossed a line and it's just this stress response. So with the, you know, that chocolate, knowing that being able to see, wow, there's a stress response and I have, uh, have used chocolate as a way of calming myself down and dealing with stress. And with that cleared and clearing the emotional component of, oh, chocolate means happiness and, and stuff like that. Then, um, he, when he had us just take a nibble of the chocolate, it was like, yeah, <laughs> this is just a chunk of processed chemicals. <laughs> um, since then, I have had other times where I've allowed myself to indulge in that chunk of processed chemicals, but but then I'll go on another sugar fast, um, and uh, and it's no problem at all. Such that I can, there's no temptation, there's no no sense of oh I want that. So to have found a process that was so simple like that, it's like ooh I need I need me some more of this, and I and I've got to share this with other people because mm. while hypnotherapy was profound. You know, I couldn't say to my client, if, if my client had an episode where something was triggering them, you know, they couldn't just call me on the phone and say, hey, Brad, quick, put me into a trance. <laughs> so to give them a, a tool that was literally at their fingertips, wherever they were, was just a, a, an exciting thing. And and so for me, being able to put that out in the world for, for people to, to have that tool, um, you know, and it's exciting. Like I, I was watching your, uh, your, the magic pill and, you know, I've worked with a lot of people in terms of their eating. And it's like, we know inherently part of us knows this stuff about, oh my goodness, this junk that I'm putting in my body, but we have all of this programming, you know, the, like some of the, the folks in that talking about, this is how we treat our kids. We, we, we give them treats by giving them this food. It's how we show them love. 
and things like that and recognize we've we've overlaid this emotional component to really unhealthy behaviors and as we have a tool to clear that stress and find those positive emotions in much more healthy it ways. It was such a stunning result that the lab It just makes it much more natural for, for us to, uh, to return to a healthier, more natural way of living in terms of every aspect of our lives. So uh, what I'd love, I'm loving your words at the moment. I, I love your sincerity as well. And uh, I, I want to tap into that part of the pun <laughs> in, in a little bit more depth. But, but uh, let's define what EFT is. Can, can, let's explain that to our audience for us, please. Yeah. So EFT, emotional freedom techniques, or very commonly just called tapping by a lot of us, is this process of tapping with our fingertips on key places around the face and torso primarily. And uh, you know, it looks a little strange, but it's based on acupuncture. So for thousands of years in Chinese medicine, they've said there's this flow of energy through the body along these pathways called meridians. And when this energy is flowing naturally, we experience our natural state of health and well-being physically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. When this energy gets stuck for some reason, and we don't feel so good, we experience stress and other uncomfortable feelings. Uh, we fear something's going to happen and we go into fight or flight. And when that happens, our prefrontal cortex shuts down and we don't make very good choices. You know, like if we want to be healthy and suddenly we find ourselves eating a whole box of donuts, that's because the prefrontal cortex has gone offline and we're not thinking clearly. So the tapping is, uh, stimulating that healthy flow of energy, just like an acupuncturist would stick needles uh, in these same places to get that clear. We also have seen with modern research that uh, we dramatically lower our stress. And we saw this in a study where a uh, randomized control study where there was um, the tapping group, a control group, and a group um, using some other uh, technique like um, breathing or talk therapy. The group that did the tapping, their cortisol levels dropped by an average of 24%, some as much as 50%. And it was such a stunning result that the lab technicians threw out the first results because they said something must have gone gone wrong (laughs) because they didn't believe it could happen. So cortisol being one of the hormones that goes coursing through the body when we're in fight or flight, which is really great. If we're facing a threat like someone's chasing us with a stick or something, not so great if it's just that somebody uh, said, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and it triggers mm-hmm. some old response, some memory from our childhood, and suddenly we're freaking out and going, I need to go and do something unhealthy. So uh, so we can quickly and easily lower that. Um, we also, uh, a good friend of mine down near you, she's actually uh, um, at, at Bondi University, has done the first fMRI study with food cravings and showing that Mm -hmm. um, they're able to see where the parts of the brain were for for people looking at particular foods that they craved. And after tapping, they did the the brain scan again, and there was no activity there. So that that addiction stimulation was no longer there. You know what I find fascinating? Over the last, over the last 20 years, I've, I've, been on this sort of self-discovery or maybe 25 years. Well, actually I'm 44. So 44 years of self-discovery, but uh, really focused. Get it right, Pete, because people want to know the exact number. (laughs) (laughs) But I was in a a friend's clinic the other day and he's a, a, 
He's a chiropractor who uses acupuncture as one of his tools, and he also uses neuroemotional technique, or NET, which is a form of applied kinesiology, which which taps into the emotional and physical sides of how we can trap uh, certain emotional uh, cellular memories in our body and also which can lead to pain. And over the 20 years, he's done tapping on certain points of my body as well. And I like this process uh, that that he does because you can go in there with a specific thing and and work on that, whether it's to do with uh, a specific time in in your life. And we seem to clear it as well. But but looking at what your uh, your EFT and your tapping is, it's nearly like a um, from my understanding of it and from witnessing it. And my wife uh, does a lot of your tapping as well, and and she swears by it. And I've done a little bit of it over the years. Is that mm-hmm. um, you have, uh, I guess, a broader approach. So it's not a specific incident in somebody's life, but it's more of a broader approach to an overall concept or idea or feeling. So we can talk about betrayal. We can feel like le- being left out. We can talk about jealousy or anger. These type of larger emotional sets that we all have experiences mm-hmm. in. So how does the, the broader view work on people's, I, I guess, individual experiences of how they experience their life and, and for specific, specific incidences. Can you talk to me about that? If, if my question makes sense to you? <laughs> yeah, 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 it does. And generally in, in terms of doing EFT, it's great when we have a specific event because so many of the things that bother us, you know, we, when we're, um, let's say we're grabbing the box of donuts <laughs> and we're eating, mm-hmm. we, we, if we could go with a microscope, we might find that what, what triggered that desire to, to feed ourselves might go back to, we could isolate maybe a particular event in our lives where, um, we were really upset about something, maybe something like, you know, we, uh, someone had said something really awful to us or we had failed a test and our, and our mom said, Oh, here, I'm sorry. You're feeling bad. Have a donut. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, or, you know, so we can, if we can isolate a specific event like that and do the tapping, that's awesome. We're able to do a really, um, powerful cleanse there. However, uh, in, you know, with my, all the videos I do, since I don't know what it's going to be for someone, it's, you know, there's no way that I could possibly make a video for. So Bob <laughs> in Toledo, Ohio, here's the event that happened for you. And we're <laughs> so, um, so I take a broader uh, approach and, and, and the way that I like to do it is just tapping around while I just go through this intuitive flow of considering what might be some of the things that contribute to it. And I trust that the individual tapping along, their mind will say, oh, yes, because this reminds me of this particular event. They can yep. tune into what the particular event is without me naming it. And and sometimes we don't have to. It, it's like, you know, you have a you have a trash can in your kitchen. And then after a few days, you take the bag and you tie it up and you take it out to the garbage outside. In order to take the trash out, you don't have to then get out to the garbage can outside, open the bag, and remember each and everything. It's like, okay, there's the carton of milk I finished yesterday. There's the carton of eggs that I finished three days ago. Here's the, <laughs> you know, we, in order to, we can just take that bag out, drop it, and the kitchen is now clean of that. 
without without us having gone back and identified everything that was in there. So there is a, a broader effect that can happen. Uh, again, there are times where it's like we might find, oh, there's still a slight stench in the kitchen. and I might need to go in and find, oh, there's a banana peel that was there. So um, but still, it were we're in a much better place. And so with the broader tapping, even though it may not completely eradicate something that's under there, we can get ourselves in a much better place. You know, it's like if, if we're trying to lose weight, you know, and we say, okay, I've got a goal of losing 15 pounds. It may take something extra to, to lose the last two pounds, but even dro- mm-hmm. dropping those 13 pounds still makes a huge difference for us in our health and well-being. Yeah, for sure. And, and- the usual comments that come up from people when they want to change their diet. I mean, I've been a chef for, for 30 years and obviously for the last seven or eight years, I've been really focused on health and nutrition, hence why the magic pill came to be and, and other things like my cookbooks. Hmm. But the, the, the resistance for a lot of people is only themselves and that resistance is simply misguided. I don't know how to change because I'm a, they feel like they're addicted or they've got these habits in place yeah. and they're, they're not sure of where to actually, you know, f- for us, it's so simple. You just change <laughs> what you put in the, in the cupboard or the pantry or, or the fridge yeah. and choose what to eat. But for some people they find they there's so much fear wrapped around change. So how do you, without doing the tapping, I just want to hear from Brad Yates about, why f- fear of change is so large for s- and so overwhelming for people. And if we can get into it. You're going to do a tapping, tapping uh, with us during, during this podcast later, which we can tap into again. <laughs> but I just want to hear just on a, on a general level, why you think people fear change so much and what they can do about it. Yeah. And it, and it really is a major change. And I think that underneath so many of the things that stop us, in what we want to do is this fear of change. That's why I, so when we, when we say I want to lose weight or I want to make more money or I want to have, I I want to be going out and dating or whatever it might be, we have this conscious desire, but our conscious mind is only five to 10% of our mind. And the other is, uh, Mm -hmm. the other 90, 95% is our unconscious. And we have all these ideas of what's safe. And so part of us, you know, when we say, well, I'd like to have this new thing in my life. And part of it's like, are you You're kidding me? I have spent 35 years brilliant. figuring out how Based to maneuver through life without getting hurt. <laughs> and you want to change that? <laughs> so it's, it's a total survival <laughs> thing. So the things that we do that, uh, that mess that up is designed to keep us in our comfort zone. You know, we crave homeostasis. We want to go back to what's normal and what's familiar. So, so that's why I say self-sabotage is simply misguided self-love. You know, even, even when we're eating a box of donuts, it's, it's self-sabotage for us physically, but it's self-love because something inside us says, look, I'm feeling bad and I need this comfort. It's Mm -hmm. going to, or it may even be, it's going to keep me overweight. And if I can stay overweight, no one will be interested in me. And then I won't have to deal with rejection. I can just mm. self-reject myself first, and I can stay out of the dating scene. Um, I can, uh, you know, we may say, I have this great opportunity for, um, like, when you came up with the magic pill, I have this great idea for a film where we could teach people about uh, healthy living. 
And something inside you might say, oh, but that could lead to people knowing who I am and people seeing me and that would be different and that wouldn't be safe. And it's like, yeah, I can't make a movie. That's, it's just too much trouble. It's too much. Ah. And so we brilliantly stop ourselves from doing things that are outside of our comfort zone. But that's only because there's that stress response. Like I said, with the, the chime, when you cross the line, that, that chime goes off saying you're, you're stepping outside of your comfort zone. And it, it's just, it's just because of all the programming we have about what's safe and how we get through life. And it's, so we want to love and appreciate that. So when you find yourself doing things that are obviously not uh, ideal, please be compassionate with yourself and please stop beating yourself up because you're not being stupid. You're being brilliant based on poor programming. <laughs> it's like, what? you know. Well, that's what I want to ask you. Uh, some of the podcasts I've done recently, I've been talking to people that work with the brain and also people that are using uh, entheogens or plant medicines to help understand and and get our identity or our, our, our notion of our identities or our patterns uh, out of mm-hmm. the way so we can discover our, our unique and uh, beautiful selves in, yeah. all, in all of this. So do you think that the fear of change is fear of changing somebody's identity that they've uh, created these these patterns. Yes, because our identity is, it, it, you know, our ego says this is who I am, and this is what feels safest. Even if it's, even if it's far from ideal, you know, <laughs> even if our life is crap, part of us says, yeah, but it's my crap. I know where it goes. I have special compartments that fit it perfectly. I know I know what to expect. Wake up, same old crap. Oh, thank goodness, because I know how to handle that, even if I hate it. So we, we look in the mirror. We, we want to, when we get up in the morning and look in the mirror, we want to know it's the same person. We don't want to look in the mirror and go, oh, my God, who's that person in my bathroom? <laughs> so it, it even even if we don't like what we see, it's what we're expecting. And so we don't like surprises. And so we will keep retreating to that, even though it's far from what we consciously say we want. And so we, we do the same things over and over again. You know, it's the old expression of, you know, if you do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. And part of it says, perfect. I love that plan. <laughs> I like getting what I've gotten because <laughs> I know how to handle it, even if I hate it. <laughs> mm. I, I, I want to touch on looking into the mirror because I was having a discussion with someone the other night and a mirror is a really interesting thing. And the person I was talking to, we were talking about cultivating more love for oneself and wanting to see love in that reflection. And my gut told me that it's less about searching for love in yourself than just accepting who you are at all times. And I, I'd love to get your, your take on this from, from the years that you've been doing this, because often when I'm watching your tapping videos, it feels like you're presenting yourself as a mirror for these people as well, without judgment. It, uh, talk to me about the mirror state. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Thanks. I hadn't thought about that, so I appreciate that uh, that perspective. But uh, that being that compassionate mirror, and for me, it really is um, always trying to get people to be, come from a place of compassion and non-judgment. And 
you know, as you know, when I do the uh, the setup phrase, it's always even though I have this issue, I choose to love and accept myself. And for some people, the word love myself, the term love myself is going to be more poignant. And for others, it's going to be the accepting myself. Uh, so I figured, OK, let's throw both words in there and ideally mm -hmm. get to a place of I unconditionally love and accept myself. And it's loving and accepting myself right where I am, because we have so much um, programming about what is required in order to be lovable and or acceptable. You know, mm. you need to look like this. You need to weigh this much. You need to make this much money or you need to not make that much money or um, <laughs> whatever it might be. And so if we're outside of that realm, then we go, oh, I'm, I'm outside of the, the lovable, acceptable uh, thing. And I can't love and accept myself until I get back to, uh, until I reach this, until I weigh this much, or I'm making this much money, or I'm in a relationship. And it, unfortunately, it never works. <laughs> People, mm -hmm. you know, they'll beat themselves up. Oh, I'm so fat. And you know that may have some motivation to work out but it's not uh it's not a healthy motivation we just feel like crap and uh we can come from a place of i love myself and and what scares a lot of people from loving and accepting themselves unconditionally right where they are right now is we have this belief that if i look in the mirror and i love and appreciate myself exactly as i am in the mirror right now i'll have no motivation mm -hmm. Hey, why work out? Why change my diet? Why try to increase my career? I'm already loving and accepting myself right now. There's no motivation. And I call BS. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's because if we, if you have a newborn baby and you look at that baby and you go, ah, oh, I totally love this baby unconditionally. And the baby starts crying. You don't say, ah, the baby's probably hungry and, and um, needs to be fed, but I already love the baby just as it is, so why bother to do anything to take care of it? It's, that's insane. <laughs> if we truly love yeah. and accept ourselves, naturally we're going to be compelled to try to give ourselves the best of everything. When we love someone, we want them to have the best. You know, when we're in a relationship with someone, we truly love them. We don't go, I totally love and accept you exactly as you are, so I'm not going to do anything to uh, you know make our relationship better or anything. Um, mm -hmm. so it's, it's this somewhere along the line, we've gotten this idea that we're only motivated by pain. And if we're not feeling, um, this lack of acceptance and love, then, uh, we'll just stay put and, and we'll give up. And I say, you know, when we, when we truly come from that place of love and acceptance, we want to share the magnificence that we are. We want to share our gifts and talents. We want to put it out there to make a difference for other people. One of the things that uh, I hear you say a lot is be magnificent and magnificent. Yeah. Why have you chosen? Why, why is that word associated with Brad Yates? And, and what does that mean to you? And, and why do you want that word to resonate with others? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know exactly at this point in time. It came from... Years ago, uh, I, I used to always end my – whenever I wrote someone a letter, I always ended it with be well. Mm -hmm. And then one day I thought, you know, that's nice, but I want more for people. <laughs> <It's>, be well, <laughs> be okay, 
be mediocre, be, you know, <laughs> don't anything that better anything other than suffering is fine. Um, and I just thought I, I want more for people. And just the word magnificent came to mind. And I just, the first time I just wrote, be magnificent. <laughs> and it just kind I of use, uh, Michelangelo became David this, uh, this thing. Have, and have pictures you know, and of it all over the a place. A lot of people loved it. it in the so, right. <laughs> so it was kind of that um, thing of really excited because, because you know, magnificence like going to be back in Florence. I'm you know, going to see the David And again, you could use other so words like awesomeness. <laughs> very excited. Uh, about that. It's, um, I believe that's our true nature. Michelangelo always said, so the, the statue it's, it's was already basically perfect inside be your the real marble. self. All he your, had to your do most magnificent away self, you know, to reveal allow yourself inside. to be that. I always um, and to me that's the perfect. I, metaphor I always use uh, Michelangelo's David as a metaphor for my work. I have, best, have pictures of it all over the place. Loving, you can see it in the background of my videos. Healthy and, self is already um, there. Really excited because in like a week I'm going to be back in Florence. I'm going to see the David again. So very excited about that and things like that. But that we've Michelangelo been programmed said, to believe the, we the need to hang on to that. The statue was already there, perfect it's inside the marble. Safe, you know, we're safely All sheltered inside All he had to do was chip away what didn't marble. belong to reveal the masterpiece inside. But it's not inside. the most fulfilling, enjoyable And to me, life. that's the perfect so metaphor for what we tapping, do with the tapping. We're just chipping away what doesn't the, belong. Our, our best, most magnificent, most loving, self. most self-accepting, healthy self is already there inside. But it's covered up with all this excess marble that's fear, doubt, shame, guilt, pain, rejection, things like that. That we've been programmed to believe we need to hang on to that. It, it's keeping mm. us safe. You know, we're safely sheltered inside this excess marble, but it's not the most fulfilling, enjoyable life. So with the tapping, we're just chipping away what doesn't belong to reveal that most magnificent self. I'd love to know why you have the, have the desire for other people to to improve their lives. I mean, for me, I believe everyone is responsible and accountable for their own being and their own self. And what is one of my driving forces is I know that if people eat well, look after themselves, then they're going to feel great. And, and and that's cool, but that's not my driving force. The, the, I'm like, I, I guess what excites me is if everyone's feeling great, and has their emotions in in check and in balance as as much as we can, then the magic that's going to happen when you have parents waking up with vitality, you have children waking up with vitality, you have uh, grandparents out there in the community or retired or whoever it may be, once they have that inner energy and passion to create the life that they want to live, that's when I think magnificence happens or the magic is going to happen for our planet is that that ripple effect because if everyone's functioning well and they don't have pain the the world will change and the world will change to be this magnificent place so for you what is it about why why you share your videos and why do you want people to be magnificent yes from, from your personal level yeah, well, I, I, I couldn't, you just answered it exactly in, in very eloquently. It's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's it. <laughs> because when people are clear this stuff out, when they feel great, you know, what a wonderful world it is. <laughs> Down to that masterpiece so it's and everybody's just about this, this 
you know, you, you know most magnificent the, version of you themselves. You look and you see all the, the, what, the crappy things that are happening and possible? people harming people and you know, it's what, when harming I, when themselves I and the book, environment. It was and this it just idea comes from of, pain. And, what, um, and, and you know, all kids, this negativity. And as we clear got that, these seeds of greatness inside them, yeah, these great we, things we, that they can do. Pe- well, as we get down to that masterpiece, everybody is just this, tell this, them they're not you know, good enough. The most magnificent version of themselves they shouldn't try to do this. What? And so what's what possible? if we could teach them a technique so you know, that they don't buy when into I wrote that my children and they book, don't build their identity it was this off idea of this BS. What, um, you know, what kids, will they create in their lives? Everyone's got these seeds of greatness <laughs> what, inside them. What these cures great for things that they can do. And what, uh, things happen yeah, in just, life that tell them they're not good enough. They so can't I'm do this. About they shouldn't the, try the to do this. Of, and so what if we could teach them a technique so that they don't buy into that nonsense and they don't build their identity? Off of somebody for else's BS. You're touch. Mm. I'm helping what will you they create in their life? Sharing your gifts, <laughs> you know, so what, that you can go out and make cures a difference for diseases. Will they come up with and the flower effect? What? Uh, yeah, it's just it's amazing to to think about that. So I'm excited about the the ripple effect of. And sometimes I'll say to people when I've been tapping with them, I'll say, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for the people that you're going to touch. I'm helping you clear whatever's stopping you from sharing your gifts so that you can go out and make the difference you can make. Mm. That is and that is beautiful. And that is uh, that is profound. And that is a true gift. I before we get into some tapping, one other question I have for you is let's talk about trust. How do we trust ourselves that we're on the right path and that we're doing the right thing? Uh, trust is it because you talked about unconditional love and yeah. acceptance, but let's uh, let's dig a little bit deeper into trust. Yeah, and that's and it's a challenging one. I mean, you know, <laughs> when I first learned to tap on my face and trusting, yes, no, this is this is a good career path. <laughs> put your put yourself out there on the internet with hundreds of videos of you tapping on your face. No, trust trust that this is a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> there are a lot of people saying, you know, <laughs> you might want to think again. <laughs> but uh, but hey, here I am on Pete Evans podcast. So obviously it's a good thing that I went with that instinct. You know, and it, it's the tough thing because we so often hear people say, you know, trust your gut, trust your gut. But the problem is that we're not always clear. So sometimes mm. it's like, well, my gut is telling me, you know, to use the same metaphor over and over again, my gut is telling me, eat a box of donuts now. <laughs> is it really a good plan to trust my gut? Because that's what it's telling me. So as we, um, but as we go along and as, as we use the tools to get healthier through eating in a more healthy way, through tapping away stress, we, it becomes easier and easier for us to get in touch with, okay, this is uh, this is fear that's driving me, or this is inspiration. This is really mm. my my higher self saying, "Come on, keep on the path. This is what you're meant to do, and this is this is going to have a positive benefit for other people." So it's a you know it's a, it's a trial and error. I wish I wish there was a way that it's like we could know. Oh, that's a voice when we hear a voice inside. That's one I can trust. <laughs> <laughs> but um and 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 it is trial and we're gonna stub our toe we're gonna we're gonna trip and fall and you know it's like dude you know 
you, why did you tell me to go down that path? There were alligators on that path. What were you thinking? <laughs> it's like, hey, you learned something, didn't you? And so I, I often like to look at it as a, it's a win-win situation. Because as we, uh, when we go with that and we go, okay, I think this might be an instinct that I can trust. I'm either going to learn that, yes, that was the, the voice that I can trust, or I'm going to learn to have, to, to have better insight. And I'm going to, I'm going to find out something about myself. I'm going to learn something about my motivations and I'm going to grow from that. So, uh, and that's why every successful person says, oh yeah, I've learned a lot from my failures. So, and so it's always, when we can look at that and say, you know, it's almost always a win-win situation. Mm. All right. Last question before we get into some tapping, because you just, <laughs> you, you just, you just said a word that, that immediately triggered something in me because we live in a society where success is measured by what I believe, uh, if we're talking about mainstream media and, and mainstream thinking, mm -hmm. success is measured in a very different way than what I would measure success in. And I would love to hear what, what your definition of success is, because I have a feeling it will probably uh, echo echo my thoughts. So I don't want to give let my cat out of the bag yeah. because I did that before. And uh, this podcast is to hear your 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 opinions and your voice and your truth. So let's let's talk about success here. Well, there's no question about. It. I mean, success is having at least twenty five million dollars in the bank, right? <laughs> and it's a given. <laughs> If you can be healthy too, that's even more successful. But I, you know, success, success it, it, it's living life on your own terms, being able to do, to me, it's being able to do something that I love and feel is important, uh, knowing that I'm making a difference, um, knowing that I'm taking care of my needs, you know, so that I, I'm not in a place of feeling lack or stress about something. So it doesn't have to be $25 million in the bank, but it's good to know that the bills are paid and that I, that I can travel to Italy or Australia like I'm doing later this year. And being able to create that life where I have the freedom to do what feels right, what, what feels good. And, and also having that sense of integrity of knowing yeah, I, I, I am living in the right way. I am treating people as people deserve to be treated, and I'm treating myself as I deserve to be treated. And, you know, just being able to, you know, that, that thing of being able to, to, you know, go to bed at night with a clear conscience and, and feeling a sense of gratitude for the, uh, for the opportunities that have been given, the opportunities that I create for myself. And, uh, and the opportunities that I can help other people, um, find. I really like that. So talking to you keeps bringing up more and more questions and I don't want to keep going down the rabbit hole because I'm, I'm aware of our time together, but <laughs> be a five hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to break the record. If you, if, if you, if you want more, Ta come, come to the ignite your light event in November in all around Australia. <laughs> And you come there spend all day Perfect. tapping with me. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we'll we'll do a plug for that for sure. Awesome. Last one was then guilt. What just popped into my head is you know some people will be listening to this. They're in their teens. They could be in their twenties. They could be in their fifties. They could be in their eighties. And they're like, "Fuck, maybe I should have changed a few things." 
you know, yeah. maybe, maybe my definition of success was different. Maybe my idea of trust and unconditional love and acceptance is different. And, and I can't help but think maybe guilt could be a feeling or an emotion that people listening to this at this particular point in time have just popped into their into their field and I, and I don't want that to be and I don't want to precip- uh, to yeah. to um to say that that's what people are feeling but yeah. I I just know human nature is that how do we remove the guilt about what has been done in the past to is with our choices yeah. hmm Pete that might be a setup for some tapping <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> I was thinking, is this accidental or is, or is he giving me a, a segue? Um, let's, let's do it. If, you, if you're comfortable with it, oh, let's absolutely, do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that is, um, that is a huge thing. And in fact, I, I think this is one of the reasons why people often resist tapping. And, and sometimes why I, they I really think this is one of the reasons why is because often resist if I come along and say, and, and sometimes why they uh, I'm going to show you a simple technique that in a matter of moments can help you shift something that's been bothering you for years. It's like, can help you shift well, then that means that I've been an idiot for years. If something so simple can change it, that means that I've been an idiot for being bothered by this, so don't you dare show me it. What an idiot I've been for being bothered by this, so don't you my last breath. I am rather defend my upset till my last breath. And it's like, rather than... You don't need to defend the past. And it's like, you did the best you could. You remind me of just listening to you talk. You remind me of a good friend of mine who also lives in the state. States, uh, the comedian who also was an actor who is into self helping people and himself is the comedian Tom Norton. I don't know if you've uh, come across paths with him, but that just came up, that just popped up. But uh, he, he has a similar, similar thought of you. So I, I'm going to introduce the two of you because I think you'd, awesome. you could have the world's longest, best podcast and go for the world record. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. I get people complaining about my videos if they're seven minutes long. It's too long. It's like, I'm sorry you don't have seven <laughs> minutes to devote to uh, this Twitch. I want to say, so turn it off at three minutes if that's all you've got. <laughs> I'm not the boss of your right, time. Let's do but, tapping out guilt in 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to tap it However long um, it takes, but let's get into Yeah. Let's get into the zone. So. So is there is there a way we need to prepare for this? Well, so I'm going to just quickly uh, show, uh, describe for everyone, for, the, for those of you who are not familiar with tapping, I'm going to quickly describe um, where the points are that we're going to tap and, uh, and just give you the, the basic format of it. And, and then we're going to have fun with it and do it the way I like to do it. And then we can find all your videos on your, on your app and also on, on YouTube yeah. and, and people can go for their lives. Yep, you can you can tap till the cows come home. So uh, <laughs> so the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is go ahead and take your dominant hand, and with the index and middle finger, with the fingertips of those two fingers, gently tap on the side of your opposite hand. So we call that the karate chop point because if you were going to you know use a karate chop to break some boards, you'd use the edge of your hand right between your wrist and your pinky. So just mm-hmm. gently tapping there. And when we're tapping different points, we generally tap between five and ten times, but it's not an exact science. It's not like, oh, it's three three times won't work and twenty-five times is, you know, now I've ruined it. Not at all. 
So it's <laughs> just a, it's a very forgiving process. So um, when we're tapping on the side of the hand, that's where we we do what we call the setup phrase. So, for instance, if you were feeling a lot of stress, I'd say, okay, on a scale of zero to ten, how much stress are you feeling? And you might say, ah, uh, it's about an eight. And I might ask, mm -hmm. where in your body do you feel it? It's like, oh, I, I feel this tension in my shoulders. Great. So we would tap on the side of the hand and say, even though I feel this stress, I choose to love and accept myself. And we would repeat that three times. And then we would, next thing we do is tap the eyebrow point. So this is right at the beginning of your mm -hmm. eyebrow. So uh, right just about the middle of your face on either side. Yep. Um, and we just gently tap there five to 10 times or so and say all this stress. Then we would tap right at the corner of your eye. So you follow your eyebrow out to the uh, corner of your eye socket there. Gently tap there and say mm -hmm. all this stress. And you'd follow the edge of your eye socket to right under the middle of your eye, just above your cheek. All this stress. Then right under your nose, just above your upper lip. All this stress. Then tapping mm -hmm. just below your lower lip, right above your chin. All this stress. Mm -hmm. The next point is the collarbone point. And so this is uh, right at the end of each of the collarbones. So the easiest way to do this is where you feel your collarbones just about coming together. It's the little U shape at the base of your throat. Just make a fist and tap right there. It's like right about where a man ties his tie. And just mm -hmm. tap there and say all this dress. Next point is about four inches below your armpit. That's right about bra strap mm -hmm. level, and even the guys can figure out where that is. <laughs> so tap it with all your fingers there and say all this stress. And the last point is the top of the head. So using all of your fingertips, just tap in around little circles around the crown of your head. All this stress. And then take a deep breath. And even just that process, for some people, their, their stress will go from an 8 to a 0 like that. Sometimes it might go from an 8 to a 7.75, and you do another round, and it goes down to a 7.2. But when we're doing that, it's often like peeling layers of the onion. So we might get more in touch with, oh, I know why I'm stressed. It's because Bob screwed up that report, and now I'm going to look bad. And then we can <laughs> say, okay, even though Bob screws up, I choose to love and accept myself <laughs> and allow ourselves to recognize that we don't have to feel um, – you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to handle that, but we, we get more clarity about that. So those are the basic points. That's the very basic version of EFT. Now, what I like to do is explore the different things that might be coming up that, uh, that lead to the stressful um, feelings and upsets. So that's what we're going to do here. So uh, just tap where I tell you to tap and repeat what I say back. And, you know, I always give the caveat, you need to take full responsibility for your own well-being. Because even though I tend to do these in a very broad way, you never know what might trigger someone. And it's not just the tapping that does it. It's like, you know, you could be talking to somebody on the street. <laughs> you say something and having no idea what's going on through their head, they might just burst out crying. Um, you know, you might be talking about a dog. It's like, oh, I had a dog once and it, I'm still upset about it. So it's like, whoa, where did that come from? So as we're tapping, I may say something. Uh, and through the process of clearing out stress, you might become aware of something that you've been pushing down. And if that's the case, you know, keep tapping and that stress will eventually come down and it may come down very quickly and you'll be free of something that's been bothering you for years. If you know that you're in an emotionally fragile state right now, 
then probably not a good idea to um, to be looking at emotional things on your own. You might want to wait until you've got someone there for emotional support or even better um, work with a practitioner so that they can address specifically what's going on for you. So, but in general, it's a, it's a very safe, gentle process. And for most people, it's going to be a, a pleasant and even um, potentially life-changing process. So I'll tell you what points to tap and then I'll say a phrase and you'll just repeat back the phrase and then we'll move on. Fantastic. What I'd like everyone to do first is close your eyes, take a deep breath. And just looking at where you are right now, maybe looking at yourself in the mirror and noticing what you might not accept about yourself and thinking about the choices that you've made throughout your life that have brought you here, because where we are right now is the culmination of all the choices that we've made. And allow yourself to be as aware of any sense of guilt or shame or regret about that. And, uh, and say, I should have done better. And just rate that on a scale of zero to 10 and notice where in your body you might feel that. And now open your eyes and tap in along with me, side of the hand, even though I should have done better, I choose to love and accept myself anyway, even though I should have done better, I choose to love and honor myself anyway, even though I should have done better. I should have made better choices. I should have done things differently. I should have figured it out a lot sooner. And I really need to beat myself up for not doing better. And even though I should have done better, I choose to deeply and completely Love, honor, and accept myself and anyone else who has contributed to this. I'm tapping the eyebrow point. I should have done better. Side of the eye. All this anger at myself for not doing better. Under the eye. All this fear that it's too late now. Under the nose, I'm so upset at myself for not doing better. Under the mouth, I'm ashamed of some of the choices I've made. Collarbone, and a lot of programming that I have. Under the arm, tells me that I should be ashamed of myself. Top of the head. When I look at certain circumstances in my life, eyebrow point, I have a lot of programming that says, side of the eye, feeling ashamed of myself is the only appropriate response. Under the eye. And how's that working for me? Under the nose. Is it really motivating me? 
onto the mouth because part of me is afraid. Collarbone, that if I don't feel shame and guilt under the arm, I won't feel compelled to make better choices. Top of the head. And as I clear out all the old stress about this, eyebrow point, I'm allowing myself to see the truth. Side of the eye. This is nonsense. Under the eye. I've made plenty of good choices without feeling shame. Under the nose. In fact, when I'm feeling really good, collarbone, I'm far more likely to make better choices. Under the arm. The more loving and accepting I am of myself. Top of the head. The more clearly I can think. Eyebrow point. And the better the choices I can make. Side of the eye. And part of me says, I don't want to do that. Under the eye. Because that means change. Under the nose, I might look in the mirror and say, under the mouth, I don't like what I see. Collarbone, but it's what I've come to expect. Under the arm, it's what seems familiar to me. Top of the head, it feels safe. Eyebrow point. And another part of me is afraid. Side of the eye. That if I could change my habits. Under the eye. And I could improve situations in my life. Under the nose. If I could improve my health. Under the mouth. If I could improve my relationships. Collarbone. If I could improve my career, under the arm, why didn't I do so earlier? If I decide the change is possible, eyebrow point, doesn't that mean I'm stupid for not changing sooner? Side of the eye, so rather than feeling stupid, Under the eye. I'd rather defend where I'm at. Under the nose. And believe that change wasn't possible. Under the mouth. And I'm clearing any need to do that. <laughs> Collarbone. Clearing this need to defend or justify the past. Under the arm, because I have been doing the best I could. Top of the head, given the programming I had. Eyebrow point. If my parents had been really bad at math, side of the eye, and taught me that four plus four equals three, 
under the eye. When I went to school and took a math test, under the nose, and it said four plus four, under the mouth, I'm going to write three. Collarbone, not because I'm bad or stupid. Under the arm, but because that's what I was taught. Top of the head. And I'm not going to decide. Eyebrow point. Well, that's what I was taught. Side of the eye. And now I can never change that. Under the eye. And I'm going to go through life doing math badly. Under the nose. To defend the past. Under the mouth. I don't need to do that. Collarbone. I have been doing the best I could based on my programming. Under the arm. And every time I've had a thought about making a change... top of the head, the warning bell goes off. Eyebrow point, because I'm feeling stress. Side of the eye. And I retreat back into my comfort zone of what's familiar. Under the eye. And I'm disabling that warning system. <laughs> Under the nose so that I have the freedom to make positive changes. Under the mouth, to move into a better lane. Collarbone, to make better choices. Under the arm, I'm giving myself the freedom to make better choices now. Top of the head, I don't need to defend or justify the past. Eyebrow point. I don't even need to deny it. Side of the eye. I can even learn from it. Under the eye. Maybe things happened the way they were meant to. Under the nose. To get me to this moment. Under the mouth. Where I make a powerful change. Collarbone. I'm giving myself the freedom to make much better choices now. Under the arm. And I'm allowing myself to feel really good about myself. Top of the head. In body, mind, and spirit. Take a deep breath. And close your eyes and check in and... Just see where uh, where you might feel. Imagine looking in the mirror and see if you can't feel a greater sense of love and acceptance for who you are right in this moment. And uh, see if the some of that guilt and shame or maybe all of it is gone because you don't need it. It's not serving anybody. It doesn't benefit anybody. <laughs> Give yourself permission to let it go. Brad, I just wanted to say thank you, mate. We love you. I love you, and I'm looking forward to meeting you when you come to Australia later on. And I just appreciate your time and your honesty and uh, the work that you do. So wow. once again, thank you for being flexible and <laughs> being a part of our podcast. I know this is going to resonate so well. 
My pleasure. I, Pete, thank you so much for, for the opportunity, for the invitation. Uh, I'm honored to be on your show. I, I love what you're up to. Um, and I, and I really appreciate this opportunity to share this work with even more people because, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're teaming up and using our, our, what we have to offer to create that amazing world where everyone is being magnificent and, um, making the world, uh, the incredible place it can be. Mm, you're a good man. All right, brother. Thank you so much. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical, or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences, and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any medical condition. Neither Pete Evans nor any sponsor endorse any views opinions or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast.